So right now I'm going to invite up our speaker, um, Lisa Flood, who is, in 2017, I think it became with Jamie McWilliams in, uh, with the idea to start Our Ladies Fighting Tigers, which has been a beautiful support and for the ministry of Christ the King. And just, you know, we feel the outpouring of graces every day upon this ministry and upon um, students and to continue to to pray for us. But that was the a gift of the Holy Spirit that came through Lisa Flood. And since then, Lisa and I have gotten to be very good friends, which I consider it just like a great gift in my life. And not just my friend, but the friends of my daughters. Um, um, Lisa is from the North Shore, and she is, her husband is her blood, and she has three boys, Ryan, Christopher, and Trevor. Um, she's also a host of a radio show on Catholic Radio, so y'all probably hear her there as well. Um, yeah, and today she's here just to share from her heart and invite us all to deeper conversion and um, deeper prayer. So, without further ado, Lisa Flood. It's such a joy to be with you all today. Thank you so much for coming. Can't wait to see what the Lord has planned. If we really knew how the Lord sees us, how gently, lovingly, and mercifully he looks upon us, we'd probably be shocked. I had a prayer experience this summer at the end of the summer, right before two girls that I'm really close to were getting ready to go off to college. And they asked me to meet them at daily mass at our parish. And I've been walking with these girls for some time. And after mass, we sat on a bench outside of the Adoration Chapel. And they just began to unload the yuck they were feeling, the fears about going off to college, um, needing to go to confession for this, feeling like I can't pray, just feeling heavier and heavier by the moment. And I said, girls, after I listened for a few minutes, I said, let's just pray. So as soon as we took it to prayer, we were sitting outside on a bench by the Adoration Chapel. I shut my eyes, and I immediately had a vision of Jesus. And he was smiling at us, and he was putting sunglasses on. And I, I've learned that when I see something in prayer, every detail matters. So I asked him, Lord, what are you showing me? And here's what he said. He said, please tell them that the light that's coming from this bench is so bright that I had to put my sunglasses on. And as I told them this little message of love from Jesus, they began to laugh and cry at the same time. And one of them said, Miss Lisa, you didn't make that up. I can just feel that was Jesus. Listen to how he sees me. Why am I so hard on myself? Indeed, why are we so hard on ourselves? I asked the Lord what he wanted me to share today with all of us. Really, this is for me too. And here's what he said. He said, I want you to extend an invitation to everyone to go deeper in my love. Before we're even praying for our kids or our students or our friends, he wants us to let him love us more and for us to be filled with him. As we grow in this relationship with Christ, he wants us to grow in a relationship with his father, 
and also with the Holy Spirit. And as the love of the Trinity fills us, they will take us deeper into a really active relationship with Our Lady. Ooh, and be ready to see miracles happen. Because when we do this, we allow the love of heaven to flow into us and to move through us. And it's like a mountain stream, a cascading water. God's love cannot be contained. And then it grows, and then it explodes to everybody around us. To give you hope for any of you who are here whose kids are away from the church, I stand before you telling you this Catholic woman for five years was away from the church, and I had no intention of being Catholic again. Prayers matter. Prayers work. Oh, well, I walked with Jesus my entire life and have loved our Blessed Mother my entire life, even the time I was away from the church. I didn't always love the Catholic Church. And I talk about this period of my life saying I didn't know what I didn't know. It was actually at an adoration chapel. My, I'm Italian, and when we think somebody needs to do something, we nag, right? If anybody here is Italian, you know what I'm talking about. My brother kept nagging me, telling me he knew I was supposed to come back to the Catholic Church and bring my family back, and I'm not going to go into the full story of that, but he nagged me enough that I finally said, okay, I'll go. So I went to an adoration chapel, and I felt peace. I missed the power of the Eucharist. I didn't really understand what that meant, but I felt peace while I was there because Jesus is truly present. So I went back a second time, felt peace. Third time, I said, okay, Lord. I pulled up in the parking lot, and I said, if you've got something to say to me, today's the day, but please be clear. So I went in, made the sign of the cross, knelt down, and immediately, with my eyes shut, I heard the voice of Jesus, and he said, my child, it is time for you to return to me in the sacrament of reconciliation. Ooh. I opened my eyes. Who said that? I knew I'd just heard the voice of a man, but there was no man in that chapel. All I could see was that beautiful, consecrated host, and I knew that Jesus had just asked me to return to him. So I started to cry. First it was a trickle, and then it was a good old ugly sob. And I am sobbing before our Lord, telling him, Jesus, what priest is going to want to hear that I left the church? And little side note, even though I practiced my faith most of my life, there was a period of 20 years where I had not gone to confession one time. I didn't know what I didn't know. So I'm telling Jesus, what priest is going to want to hear that I haven't been to confession in over 20 years? So as I'm crying, he showed me the image, the picture in my mind of a priest. And I, I knew who this priest was, but I didn't know him personally. And I live on the North Shore. He was in New Orleans. And I tracked him down. Found out what parish he was, he was in, and I called him. And I said, Father, I said, you don't know me. But I was at adoration yesterday, and Jesus told me, I need to go to confession with you. And I said, Father, I'm really nervous because I haven't gone in 20 years. Well, he was so excited. It was like he had hit the jackpot. I think I made his day. He said, I got a live one here. So he said, let's just make an appointment, and you can come to my office, and I'll hear your confession. And then if you've been away from the church for a while, you probably have some questions. So we'll talk. 
So I thought that was a good idea. So I went. He heard my confession. It was beautiful. We spent some time visiting afterwards. I had some questions that he answered. And then, before I got up to leave, he spoke a prophetic word over me. And here's what he said. He called me by name, my full name, Lisa Janusa Flood. Today is going to be the day, a new day, of tremendous graces flowing into your marriage and into your family. And you'll never be the same. And then he said, and I see that you will be standing up, speaking at Magnificat, speaking at different events, proclaiming what God has done in your life. Well, I didn't know what he was talking about there. But boy, was he right. The tremendous graces that have come into my family from that moment of returning to the Sacrament of Reconciliation just can't underestimate that power. After returning to the church, I had a second, God bless her, nagging member of my family. That was my mother. She insisted and would not leave me alone until I signed up for the Ignatian prayer series called Lord Teach Me to Pray. I know some of you, I know some of you here are, are a part of Ignatian prayer groups. Um, it is a three-part series based on the spiritual teachings and exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. It involves praying with scripture, daily, journaling, and faith sharing. It's powerful. This is where my relationship with Christ went from my head to my heart. And I know him now with such intimacy that I thought was only available to the saints. No, love my heart and heal places that needed to be with each one of us. As I let our Lord love my heart and heal places that needed to be healed, he wanted me to meet his father. His father knew me, but I didn't know him. I knew him from my head, but not from my heart. As I continued to pray with scripture, God the Father revealed his love to me. And then these two told me it was time for me to open myself to the gift of the Holy Spirit and to all of the gifts that I had received through my baptism and through the sacrament of confirmation. And literally, through Ignatian prayer, I became activated in the love of the Trinity. They didn't stop there. Then they knew, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that I always loved Our Lady, but they knew that I knew her from my head and not from my heart. And they asked me to let myself be actively mothered by her from heaven. Ooh, watch out. Things happen when you let the love of the Trinity flow through you, and you connect that to Our Lady's intercession. Expect miracles. My prayer life continued to grow. I began to hunger more and more for the Eucharist. Um, daily Mass, monthly confession, going to adoration, time before the Blessed Sacrament. I had a hunger of God for God that could not be quenched. And the more that I let heaven love me, the more things were happening in my marriage and with my family. That love is explosive. So no matter where you are on your faith journey today, you may feel like, oh, I'm just beginning to take a step. Or you may feel like, yeah, I'm well on my way. No matter where we all are, God has so much more. He has so much more to give to us. He has so much more to do for us. He has so much more to do in us. And that love, it's not meant to be contained. 
I draw great strength from um, my relationship with the Blessed Mother as a wife and a mom. I draw great strength from the story of the wedding feast at Cana because I just see Our Lady as the ultimate Southern woman. She's at a party and they've run out of wine. Ooh, that's bad. (laughs) You don't want to do that. And when I say she's the ultimate Southern woman because I can relate to her. She sees there's a problem and she says, we have to fix this. We have to take care of these people before they're embarrassed. And I can just see her going to her son saying, Jesus, we're out of wine. Do something. And then she tells all of those around, listen to him. Do whatever he tells you to do. If we follow that model, give the problem to her son, ask her to pray with us and for us, and then do what he says, things happen. I have no doubt that our Lord cannot resist his mother, that when she's praying for us and with us, things happen. As I asked Jesus, as I continued to prepare for today, I asked him, what else, Lord? What else do you want me to say? And direct quote, tell them my mama is in a snake-crushing mood. So I'm here to tell you, our mama is in a snake-crushing mood. It doesn't matter how dark the culture is, and it's a war. It's after our kids. They can't have them. Our prayers are powerful. Our prayers matter. Our prayers are necessary. But God uses our prayers. I love sharing the story of how um, Our Lady's Fight in Tigris began because this, I am not the foundress. This gift is straight from the heart of the Blessed Mother. She loves our kids more than we do. She wants salvation for them more than we do. This is her mission. I was only a little mom who said, I want to pray. How do you want us to pray? And that's how this came about. I've been blessed for the past 10 years to be um, involved in Catholic media. For 10 years, I have been a host of the Catholic TV program called Focus. It airs in New Orleans, in Baton Rouge, throughout the country, in different markets, and worldwide on the internet. For the past eight years, I've been a co-host on, for a period of time, Radio Maria, and now Catholic Community Radio. So that means I've met a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of incredible stories. But there are two things that stand out. One, without fail, it's very common for people to lose their faith along the way in the college years. These years are tough. And whether they practiced their faith and fell away or just the light became very, very dull in them, the college years are tough. The more important thing is, at the heart of every conversion story I have ever heard, there is always a praying person, a praying father, mother, grandfather, grandmother, godparent, friend. Every single person who has ever shared their story with me without fail. They didn't know it usually at the time. But somebody was praying for them. And those prayers, they mattered. Three years ago, um, the Lord really moved my heart because a dear friend was taking a job as a campus minister here. And he um, visited, spent the night in our house, and the next day my whole family got up to pray with him. And just had this sense. I looked at him and I said, I feel like you're going to war. You, God is going to use you to literally snatch souls from the fire. 
I'm not being dramatic, it's true. It was just such an image of him being a warrior. And I said, we have to cover you in prayer. We have to cover um, the whole entire um, Christ the King ministry in prayer. So I called my friend Jamie McWilliams, who had a couple of students herself at LSU, and I said, we have to pray. So we met with Allie, we met with Father, and we said, we want to cover you in prayer. And Father Andrew loved the idea. So here we are. So we began praying three years ago. What are we asking for? Everybody was given a rosary today. We were blessed to be um, given rosaries that were made in LSU colors. We're asking you to take these rosaries home. Remember to pray for LSU. Pray daily for Father Andrew, for all the campus ministers, for all the staff, for all the students here who come to Christ the King and for those who don't come to Christ the King. Cover this place in prayer. Join your friends. Create prayer groups. Create Our Ladies Fighting Tigers prayer groups. Put it in your bulletin that you're meeting after Mass once a week. I don't know. Ask Jesus what he's asking you to do. But we want a visible presence throughout this state that we are storming heaven for Christ the King. We are storming heaven for our future leaders of the church. The battle is real, and our prayers matter. Now, on a personal note, God is so big, and he's so generous. His generosity, gosh, he'll never let you outdo him in generosity because when this mission and ministry started, my oldest son was going off to um, Belmont Abbey College um, right outside of Charlotte. And so every time that I would either, I had events for Our Ladies Fighting Tigers in my home, or if I would come to LSU to pray, I would always say, Jesus, multiply the graces. Send some to Ryan at Belmont Abbey. Do what you need to do at Belmont Abbey. Well, it is with great joy that I can share that as of this semester, we have begun our Ladies Praying Crusaders at Belmont Abbey College, covering the mission and ministry of the Catholic Church on that campus. And it's not stopping there. I have another son who's in, at a college in Pennsylvania, and guess what? Seton Hill University is next. But it's not just for these three schools. My hope, my prayer, is this will be a mission throughout the country that parents will gather, godparents, grandparents, even, even people whose kids may have lost their faith at that college along the way. It doesn't matter. God heals outside of time and space. Gather people to pray. Pray, pray, pray. Our kids need it. Fire is spreading, but we need more. Please, please, please remember to cover Christ the King in prayer and see what the Lord might be asking you to do for yourself. In just a moment, we're going to move into a time of adoration. But before we do, I'm going to ask each of you to really ask Jesus how does he want you to let him love you more? How can your heart be opened more to receiving the love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And ask our Blessed Mother how you can make more room for her in your heart and in your life to help you as parents, godparents, friends, to light the fire so that this whole campus this whole state, this whole world 
will blaze with love of God, with the love of God. I have no doubt that right now our Lord is looking upon us in this church and he's wearing his sunglasses because the light that's coming from Christ the King is so bright. God bless you all.